Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay, what's happening, people? Jono here from the Course Creator Community. I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week who specializes in YouTube. Specifically, what she teaches is how to start a YouTube channel from zero and get monetized within six months. Uh, I recommend checking out her channel, which is Miriam Adepoju. A little bit about her statistics. She's up to 5,000 subscribers, which is really cool. And the stat that really gets me is she's she got half a million views, I believe, this month alone. And not only does she get the views and, and grow her channel, she's got many different ways in that she monetizes it as well. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Miriam Adepoju. Miriam, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Janelle. No, I am excited. Um, Miriam, I'm going to hand it over to you from here. I think you've got a pretty cool story. So, yeah, let us know how you got started and kind of take your time, right? Don't rush over it. And, yeah, how did you get started in YouTube? Okay, thank you so much for that question. Okay, first and foremost, uh, my name is Miriam. I am a wife, a mom, a student, an entrepreneur, a fashion designer, and a YouTube coach. You know, so I started uh, when the pandemic hit, at the beginning of the pandemic, I pivoted into making face masks and head wraps, like matching head wraps and face masks using African fabrics. You know, so, um, of course, I'm a fashion designer. So I had a couple of, you know, clients coming to pick up their um, their head wraps and face masks. So a friend of mine came, a friend of mine came um, to pick up her own face mask. And she, I, I made a video um, on how you can make five different kinds of different styles, how you can style your head wraps in five different ways. So when she saw it, because of course I know that, um, yeah, I'm new, I'm new to relatively new to United States. I'm five years, you know, as of today in United States, I knew a lot of African-American women do not know how to tie the wraps, the head wraps. So I made a video, you know, showing how you can actually style your head wraps, you know, um, in different ways and, you know, have different looks. So when she came to my house to pick up the, the head wraps, her, yeah, her face mask, she saw the video and she was like girl this is youtube content i said no what do you mean she said no you should be put this video on youtube i said i don't have a youtube she said start a youtube channel i said no 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 okay let me think about she said no start before you're ready in fact start drop this video today and in fact if you don't drop this video today do not even call me again like we're not friends anymore i'm like "Ah, is it that bad you know, so I, I had to drop that video that day. I was I was pushed. I was motivated to start it that day. And then that was how I started my YouTube channel. And I never looked back. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, dive a bit deeper into that. Actually, a couple of questions with that. So that video you created, that was just on your phone and you would just text it to your, your customers. Is that what you did before YouTube? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. And then run me through that. Then you, how did you start the channel? What did you put up there? What was the next step from there? Okay. So when I started my channel, um, because she, she didn't even give me time to think, because I'm like, let me take time to think about the niche that I'll be comfortable in, you know, mm-hmm. but she was like, no, go ahead and just drop this video. So after, when I dropped that video, because I knew it wasn't just going to be a, a um, what's it called? 
Sorry. <laughs> I need to mute my mic. My... Sorry. Okay. So I knew I didn't want my channel to be like a fashion channel. Like, you know, ultimately, I knew I was good with motivating people. You know, I think when it comes to, I mean, helping people become a better version of themselves, that's where you would find me easily. You know, I'm really, really good at coaching people, helping them to, you know, know that they can develop their self-confidence and what have you. So that was when I started my channel. You know, and when I started that channel, that my very next video was on how to um, start a, a small business during the pandemic. You mm. know, so I knew, yes, that was where my strength lies. So from there, you, I you, were, you, were selling, about, you were selling face masks in the pandemic, right? Yes. Yes, that, I was. That, that is a good business idea, I got to say. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so that was when I started to, you know, create content around self-development, you know, like how to um, build a good reputation, how to network the right way, how to, you know, build a good network of friends, how to know if you're in the right circle of friends, how to overcome procrastination, how to overcome perfectionism, how to just, you know, become a better version of yourself every single day. You know, so when you go on my channel, the very first set of videos that I pumped out you know, it was all about, you know, developing your, yourself. You know, it was all about, you know, um, getting up, getting out of your comfort zone and doing something extraordinary. There's something great about every single one of us on earth. And of course, I know that once you are able to identify your, your, um, your strength and you, you work on it, of course, you're going to, you're going to, you know, um, explode like real, real big, you know, you're going to be able to maximize your potentials to the fullest capacity. And for me, there's no, I don't take a no for an answer and I do not know how to give up. Giving up is not in my dictionary, you know, so I help people, you know, know, discover that inner talent in them and, you know, become the best, not just a better version of themselves, but of course the best version of themselves. <laughs> okay. And then the YouTube channel. So you were posting these videos. How did it grow? Like how are you getting half a million people watching a, a month? It's a pretty big number. So I'm curious, Miriam, like, yeah, how did it grow? What, what did you do? Was it um, specific strategies? Was it trial and error? What, what are your yes. growing strategies? Yeah. Maybe let's do this two ways because I know now you coach other people. Maybe start with yourself. Like what did you personally do to grow your channel? And then maybe give some tips as well on what you've seen that, that other people can do. Okay, awesome. So um, what I do is consistency is one thing you can't do without on YouTube. If you want to grow, you know, you have to be intentional. You have to show up. You know, because if you don't show up, other people would come with the same kind of content that you create mm -hmm. and your audience will have to follow those people. So you have to create a strategy that works for you. You know, don't just come today and disappear tomorrow. Make it sustainable. If you can sustain twice, posting twice a week, that's okay. Stick to it. You know, and ever since I started my channel, I have not missed a week, you know, without posting content. Even when I was sick, you know, I, I kept on, you know, posting content. So there was something I did, I did differently this month yes so i've actually i got more than half a million views this month i have i think i have about 600 and you know something thousand views at the moment <laughs> 
you know, and it's still counting. Yes, I currently have 800,000 views um, on my channel, 800,000 plus views on my channel. You know, so um, I would say that, uh, you know, um, apart from being consistent, um, thumbnails is something that is very, very important. What's your thumbnail? The thumbnail is the picture, you know, the picture people get to see before they, they, they click on your video. And whether you like it or not, YouTube actually pushes out every content, you know. So uh, there's something called impression on YouTube, you know, so you could have a thousand impression and maybe only 10% of them will click to watch that video. You know, so your thumbnail is that factor, is that thing they see before they're able to click, you know, um, on your thumbnail. And that's why I teach that in my masterclass, how to create thumbnails that get clicks, thumbnails that get that get views, you know, on YouTube. Also, your click-through rate is very important. You know, you have to be, you have to make sure that you keep your, your audience watching your video, keep them glued to your channel. That's why you have to create valuable content at every single time T. And you must also have a call, there's something called a CTA, a call to action. You must always, if you don't do that, people just watch your video and they move on. They don't know they are supposed to subscribe to your channel or like your video or, you know, um, leave a comment right after watching your video. So you have to, you know, let them know. But I have a special way, you know, of, you know, letting my audience react or, um, you know, do what I ask them to do in my call to action. And I have a different strategy. For people that watch me, if you haven't seen any of my videos, go check it out. You would find out that I use a different pattern. And yes, I'm, I'm ready to spill the tea here. So what I say is, uh, when you click on, when I start the video, because I introduce myself and I say, I want to know you, I want to meet you. Where are you watching from? You know, that prompts you to say, oh, I'm watching from Australia. I'm watching from Canada. I'm watching from United States. You know, so that's a way to actually make people, you know, um, leave the comments don't just say it the way everyone says it oh like share subscribe no you say it you know you say it jokingly add some humor that's why your personality that's where your personality actually comes in you know they, they see you and they're like oh who's this bubbly personality somebody that is speaking on your channel on your video for the very first time make it worth the while because your click-through rate is very important now when you have high click-through rates on that video YouTube continues to show more people. That's where we have impressions. Remember I mentioned that earlier. So it, it increases from maybe from 1,000 to 2,000. When more people are clicking, it goes over to like 100,000, 500,000, you know, and what have you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. There's some really good bits of information there. Let's break it down and, and go a bit deeper. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. So it sounds like number one is consistency. It's got to start there, right? doesn't matter what hacks you do, how you game the algorithm. Key number one is consistency. Pick something you can do. If you can do once a week, great, you do once a week. If you can do twice a week, great, do twice a week. If you think one week you do three, but the next week zero, it, it doesn't quite work. So number one is consistency. I love that. Um, thumbnail. Yeah, that's what gets me because, you know, you type something in YouTube, there's hundreds of things that, that come up. It's usually me, the title and the thumbnail, but I guess they're kind of related. Um, I might ask some tips there, Miriam. So you've mentioned that the thumbnail is so important. 
what do we need to put in the thumbnail? It's obviously going to be a little bit different depending on what your topic is, what your style is. But do you have any general tips on on what people should put in the thumbnail or how they create it? Yes, absolutely. Um, so what I'll typically suggest is the colors, the fonts, and you can keep it as, as short as you can. It could be three words, four, keep it keep it that three or maximum of four words, you know, so whatever it is you want to you, you say or talk about, make sure that you just summarize it into three or four catchy words that are, you know, clickable and people would want to inquire what's going on in, on this, in this video. You know, I want to click and watch, you know, this video. So yeah, those are some tips. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, I heard this the other day as well. I was listening to a, a YouTube presenter and a common thing to do was like just put your title in the thumbnail as well. But this YouTuber was saying, hey, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, a smart thing to do because your title's in the title anyway, you know. Use that yes. thumbnail to put some words that um, that intrigue people, you know, and, and not even descriptive because it's kind of, well, descriptive can help as well, but that's a bit in the title too. Like if you can add some intrigue in there, it helps with the click-through rate, kind of like emails. Um, now, colors and fonts, Miriam, are you saying, because there's kind of two ways I could interpret that. Are you saying that, is that like a branding thing? It's like your videos always have the same colors and fonts so people know it's Miriam's video or do you vary it up to make it make it different? What are some tips on the, the colors and fonts there? Okay, two things. Yes, you can maintain a, a consistent, you know, um, aesthetic look for your thumbnails and you can switch you know, there are no rules when it comes to that. However, you need to also assess your thumbnail before you throw it out, you know, and ask yourself, are you going to click on your video? If you find it on top, then on YouTube, check other channels that created the same video, the same kind of video that you're about to drop and see the kind of thumbnails that they, you know, that they have, you know, they compare it with yours because you have to improve um, for every video you know, that you create on YouTube, you have to improve with every video with the next one. You have to, the next one has to be better than this one. And the one after the next one has to be better than the previous one. So you want to check, you know, what they are doing. And then, I mean, create something that you think is, of course, a lot more catchy than what you see, you know, um, your, would I say your colleagues do on YouTube? So yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Now, another question with the thumbnails, the ones that I usually see, is it's like the the YouTuber and they're kind of pointing to something or, or doing a funny face or something like that. Is that a go-to as well? Like if someone's watching this and they're a, they want to create a YouTube channel, is the thumbnail usually of themselves pointing or can it be of other people? Can it be celebrities? Can it be generic photos? Does there not even need to be a person there? Any tips on that? Or, or what do you do? What do you, a, what do you do? And then B, any tips? Yes, yes, that's a very valid question. Very good question. So, um, expressions do well mm. on you on your thumbnails. Mm. So it could be like a smiley, super happy, very excited, or you're crying, you're sober, depending on your title, depending on the topic you you want to talk about on your video, you know, on YouTube. So that those expressions actually go a long way. If you, mm. if your face is basic or your expression is just basic, it's not, you have to show some kind of emotion, whether it's sadness or happiness or whatever it is you're trying to project with that video, you know, that your thumbnail has to, you know, depict some kind, because those are the kind of thumbnails that actually get clicks. What's going on here? Why is this person sad? What's, you know, what's happening? I want to find out. And then they click. But if it's basic, nobody wants to, you know, nobody cares. Yeah. So and, yeah, that's a long way to. And okay. it's just, it's just kind of natural, um, 
natural in humanity, I think, you know? Like, if you look at someone with an expressive face, like, you just want to look at that person and be like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? Whether it's a movie, whether it's in real life, whether it's a thumbnail, so I think that's key. Now, follow-up question on that, Miriam. Is that, just, like, what if someone's not natural at that? If they're like, oh, man, I'm not good on camera, I'm not good at taking selfies, I can't do a, a good face... Is it just practice or are you naturally good at it or any tips there? Um, I believe anyone can do it. Anyone can do it, really. Um, you can just set your camera, um, put it on three seconds timer, create that face, that funny face, and you're done. You know, you can create like 10, you know, or more pictures mm-hmm. and then pick one out of it. You know, but I would say practice. Keep practicing. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. And before you know it, you're there already. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I was, I was speaking to a, an Instagrammer and they were kind of telling me as well. So I was like, ah, I hate taking selfies. And they're like, look, here's what you do, Jono. You just got to take like 100 of them. You're going to hate 90 of them. Or you're going to hate 99 of them. But there's going to be one that's like, you know what? I don't look that bad in it. I look okay. All right, let me use that one there. Okay, cool. If I do this kind of face, it looks okay. Let me do that again and, and let me improve on that. So I think there's some good tips there. Um, then you covered, Miriam, you covered a couple of things. You mentioned how important it is to get the, the click-through rate, A, so people actually see it because you can have your video up there. Um, it can get impressions. So, you know, people could type something in YouTube and, you know, it comes up, but unless it's got a good thumbnail, they're not going to click it and no one watches it. But also YouTube then rewards you. It's kind of like if people always click on, on your thing, well, you know, YouTube want people to see the best video. And if people are always clicking on yours, they're going to think highly of it. They're going to put it higher up in the rankings and it's going to get more and more view. Similar with watch time. It's kind of like great if you have a really intriguing thumbnail and, and um, headline, people click on the video. But then if the thing's boring and people click out of it, well, they're not going to see your content. And also YouTube will probably put it lower down. But if your video is good, well, you know, then it's going to, um, and people watch it for longer, YouTube's going to push it higher up. So I love that there. Um, you mentioned CTA. Now, I've got a couple questions here, Miriam. CTA, do you, because it sounds like you use it more as an engagement tool, you know, comment below and, and let me know where you're from and that sort of stuff, as opposed to actually, um, you know, or as opposed to actually selling something or as opposed to, you know, saying like, comment, share, subscribe, all that. Do you do that stuff as well? Or, or what can you tell us about it? anything else to add with the call to action there? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Okay, so if you have a product or service, you know, you could use your channel to direct people to generate leads to your websites. Yeah. You know, like if you pro- provide a product, product or service, you can tell them, oh, find the link in the description or you find the link in the first comment. So you can, there's something called pin. You can actually pin a comment, you know. Um, yeah, so when you do that, whoever comes into your comment session would see that you know comments which you have pinned so that's another 
Um, that's something else you can ask your, your audience. It depends. Our goals are different. So depending on your goal, you know, um, craft your, your, um, your presentation or whatever you want to say in your video to address that so that people don't just click, I mean, watch and then move on. Yeah. You have to tell them what you need them to do. So yeah, you have to, you know, add it to your call to action. It's very important. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, oh, one more question in regards to growth. Uh, keywords. Do you do any kind of like keyword research and pick ones that you know are popular and make sure you put them in the description of the title or do you just let the content take care of the search? Any, what's your take on keywords, Miriam? Of course, it's very, very important. There's something we call SEO, yes, search engine optimization. It is very important. And um, you can actually use some, uh, there are some third-party apps that you have to install um, as an extension of Google Chrome. Some of them work only with Google Chrome. So um, like TubeBuddy, for instance, you can actually use my link. I have a link in, you find it on all of my videos. You can use my link to download TubeBuddy. You can use the free version and you can also use the paid version. Now with the TubeBuddy, you're able to search for keywords, you know, right before you post the video. And there's something called um, Premiere feature. You can now schedule your videos to drop at a later date even when you are around whenever you're not around you know you can set it to drop at like 9 a.m tomorrow or you know so that there's there's no excuse you know as to maybe you're not around and that's why you're not dropping videos now you can you can schedule your videos to drop at a later date now with those um those uh third-party apps like tubebuddy that i mentioned now um you can check what your score is before you even drop the video so always aim for 100 percent you know so if you're on 30, 40, 50, 60%, you know, it's not good enough. So you keep on trying other keywords, you know, and then keep inserting it in your title. I mean, in, sorry, not your title, in your description and your tags. There's a tag section as well, you know, um, and then keep checking the numbers. Once the numbers are going up, you know, you're doing good. And then keep checking, keep trying and trying again. I mean, keep trying other keywords, you know, use that extension to check, you know, um, if it's, it's okay for you to then, you know, leave the video to, to air live to you know be published live on youtube so yes you you can use those those third-party apps you know there's one called vidiq and there's another one called tubebuddy but i'm used to tubebuddy you oh, know yeah 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 i use tubebuddy myself so i'll just explain that to make sure everyone's aware and make sure i've got it what you're essentially saying miriam is <clears throat> you'll have you, you produce a video you've got an idea of the keyword that you want to target so when people type this word in youtube you want your video to come up you type it in YouTube, in, in TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy will give you a score from zero to 100, basically saying how likely you are to rank in that. And if you get like a 30 or 40, it's like, hey, you're probably not going to rank in this. If you get 100, there's a pretty good chance that your video will rank if someone types it in. Is that how that works? Yes, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. And then you're aiming for 100. And then when you get that that tagline or those that keyword chain that's got a score of 100, you make sure that you put it in the tag section and also in the description as well. Is there like, the tag sounds pretty easy, just add it as a tag. Um, the description, do you put it there a few times? Do you put it there once? Uh, and do you put it in the headline as well? Or is it not necessarily in the, the headline? Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a tip I'm meant to give my people in my masterclass, my students, my master, however I'll give you. Okay. So, um, you also have to use hashtags in your mm. description, tags in your tag section, but you need to use both tags and hashtags in your description. 
Now, you can use up to 15 hashtags in your description. However, only three will appear on your title. I don't know if you noticed that thing. You know, it's, yes, three is going to appear on your title, above your title. You don't have to put the hashtag um, inside your title, except if it's short, if it's a short video. Yes, then hashtag works, you know, for the title. But if it's a regular video, a regular, you know, like a long length video, um, then you can use um, hashtags in your descriptions. However, only three would appear um, on your title, above your title. Now, if you click on, the, if you use the, if you set your location, then the hashtags will not show. That's another thing you need to know. What was that, sorry, if you want? If you set your location. Oh. Yes. So um, at the at the back end, when you get to your YouTube studio, um, when you upload the video, you put in your titles, your description, you know, and you keep scrolling up, you have, um, is this suitable for kids or not suitable for kids? You get to another section where it asks for location. So I could say, you know, some videos, you watch some videos and it's telling you it's in Ontario, you know, in Canada or in, so if you don't set the location, then your hashtags would feature instead. But if you set your location, your hashtag will not show. Gotcha. So okay. you choose one, yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, Miriam, I think they've given us some pretty, you've given us some pretty good tips on, on how to start a YouTube channel there, how to grow that channel. Uh, monetization. How do we make money from it? There's many different ways I'm guessing we can do that in, in YouTube, right? What, what sort of strategies do you use to monetize it? Okay. Um, so when it comes to monetization, um, to get monetized on YouTube, to get considered for the YouTube partner program, YPP, that is making money from the AdSense. When people run ads, you know, um, when they pay to advertise on your videos, uh, there's something called, uh, uh, what's it called now? RPM and CPM. Now, CPM is the total amount that the advertisers pay to run their ads on your video, while RPM is what you get, which is, which is 55% of the total. You know, yeah. that's revenue per meal. That is for every 1,000 views, um, that's what you get. You get 55% of, of the entire sum that they pay to YouTube. Now, uh, monetizing on YouTube, before you get monetized using the YPP, you need to have a minimum of 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 public watch hours on YouTube. However, there are so many other ways um, that you can monetize your channel you know, on YouTube. You can do brand partnerships, you can do collaborations, you can do sponsorships, you can do real ads where, where companies actually pay to, you know, pay you to talk about their products and direct your own audience to their websites, you know, to purchase their products, you know, so you can do that as well and charge. And the good thing is <laughs> there are no rules to the game right now. So companies don't even have a, a setup, you know, they don't have a standard, a standard rates you know, for YouTubers, for YouTube content creators on YouTube. So you have every, you know, opportunity in the world to charge anything, you know. So I, I know a YouTuber that charges six figures, you know, to, to promote, you know, one uh, for, for um, uh, a company on her channel, you know. So, yeah, for some of her videos, she charges about $35,000 for one, to talk about one brand on her video. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, she also made $100,000 plus on one for one ad as well mm -hmm. on her video. So you can do a dedicated video for the, for the company, or you can just talk about it, you know, um, while you're having your presentation, you know, on your video. That's another way 
you know, so many ways. And you can also run your business. Like I said, I okay, I, I didn't mention, I'll be launching four businesses this quarter. And of course, I'm going to be using my YouTube channel to direct traffic to my website, to generate leads and to build my email list. There's so many things you can do, you know, with your website, with your YouTube channel, I beg your pardon. You know, so yeah, those are ways by which you can, you know, you can monetize your channel and you can also have master classes, you know, like I do, you know, I'm a YouTube coach. People also have master classes on how to, you know, play music. Like it depends on what you do on your channel. If it's a music channel, you may run master classes and teach people how to use the piano or how to use a guitar or how to use, you know, or how to teach soaps. You know, some people have master classes on how to how to sew. Yes. You know, you can teach people how to make dresses, how to how to make your soap, you know, how to decorate so many master classes, you know, that you can run. Um, with your channel so many ways to monetize your channel actually you know so well with that yeah. it sounds like it's kind of three major categories when i look at that it's either youtube can pay you so it's either like you know great you've got adsense or youtube platinum partner where people can run ads um, before your videos or during your video and then you get 50 percent of that that's kind of one way you can do it another way is like collaborating with brands or influencing and that sort of things and the brand or the, the company will pay you directly for that video. Uh, or you can promote your own business and use that YouTube channel to get leads and, and make sales there. Would you say they're the, the three broad categories? Yes, absolutely. It would be safe to say that. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, let's spend a minute. Let's speak about that middle one. Because I think the, the, the AdSense one is pretty straightforward. I think the own business one is pretty straightforward as well. In terms of like the brand sponsorship, that sort of stuff, do, do you do that on your own channel, Miriam? Yes, I do. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah, sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I just, you know, responded to you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Right, well, tell, let us know a little bit about that. How, how does that work? Do they approach you? Do you approach them? Um, do they tell you what they're going to pay you? Do you have a rate? What's that rate pay? What, what can you tell us about that side of things? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Okay, so um, there are nano-influencers, micro-influencers, and of course, big influencers. Below 1,000 subscribers can be considered as a nano-influencer. Um, from 1,000 to 10,000, um, micro-influencer. From 10,000 and above, you know, you can consider yourself as a macro influencer. Yeah. So it depends, you know. And then again, um, it depends on the content creator. It depends on the YouTuber. How do you price yourself? How do you sell yourself? What's your branding looking like? Is your channel all over the place? Do you have a theme? 
you know, are you well put together? It depends on how you present yourself. Do you have a media kit? There's something called media kits where you tell them, okay, this is how much I charge, you know, for this post, this is how much I charge for, you know, just itemize, you know, what you do and how you offer your services, the kind of services that you offer, you know, so um, at times companies will reach out to you and you have to reach out to some companies as well. You know, like you don't know, I mean, if you're just starting out, you don't expect companies like Nike to reach out to you. Of course, <laughs> you reach out to bigger influencers, you know, um, companies like Apple, you know, to, to reach out to you. So you might have to reach out to them, you know, by yourself, you know, and tell them, well, this is what I do for me. I could easily, I mean, I've been to, I mean, I've written to a couple of companies telling them, hey, I got over half a million views this month alone on YouTube. Of course, they know. I, and, and I send them a screenshot of my analytics, you know, so they could see that, oh, okay, I think this person is, this person is, you know, killing it in the game. So um, that's a way to sell yourself. So one other thing I would say is, um, whether you have um, 100 subscribers or even less, yes, I've seen content creators, YouTubers with 25 subscribers getting brand deals and sponsorships. Now, some of them are not paid. You know, you get the products for free and then you only talk about the products, you know, depending. So that could actually serve as a basis to actually, you know, um, find your, you know, get well-grounded, you know, because when they ask you, have you done any partnership before? Have you done any brand deal before? You could tell them, okay, I have experience. You know, I was able to showcase this product and this is the, you know, the result. I was able to, you know, divert traffic to their websites and they say, okay, this is not the first time you're doing this. So yes, you can start that way, you know, however, it doesn't still stop you from charging. Like I said, there's no standard rates that all companies comply with. So as the content creator on YouTube, you have that monopoly of power to charge anything, you know, as you deem, as you deem fit. You know, for I, for one, because I would remind them, hey, I've got a master's degree in business and I could as well, you know, do something else. I could be a project manager, maybe in Google. But of course, this is what I do because I have a passion for what I do. And this is what I'm charging. So, and if they're not willing to pay, that's okay. They can move on and I move on, you know, so yeah. Can um, I ask, and you feel free, you don't have to answer this. Can I ask what you do charge for a, a brand deal? Can you say that or <laughs> feel free to say no? <laughs> um, I can't mention that. Okay. Or, or what about, can you give us like maybe an indication? Like I, I know you mentioned there's no set rate in that, but just so someone can get, I guess, a, a bit of an idea, can you give us guidelines there? Or if someone's got, I don't know, like a thousand subscribers, is there like a, a range that someone would usually charge? Okay, so if you've got a thousand subscribers and... Oh, actually, um, wait, let, let me go back and, and change it a bit. Does it matter more if it's subscribers or views? or Because when I think of it now, like, hey, subscribers is okay, but you, know, you can buy subscribers, they can be unengaged subscribers, they can be from an old niche. So now that I think of it, me personally as a, as a company, I would prefer if they've got views. But you will know better than me. Do, do companies prefer subscribers to views or views to subscribers or does it depend? Beautiful question. Now, um, the, the mix of your subscriber base matters. So are there more women? Are there more mm. men? Because it depends on what the product is all about. Like if it's a company that produces um, maybe like a breast pumping machine, of course Manscaped they need isn't gonna, yeah, Manscaped isn't going to sponsor them. Absolutely. So they need more women, you know, so they want to also check the age range. So your, 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 your back end analytics is what they want to see. You know, they want to see who are your audience, you know, who, I mean, what's their age range? And because, um, of course it matters. They, they, they need to check, you know, so that they will be double sure that, okay, these are my uh, target clients. 
you know, these are the kind of people that we are targeting, you know. So if you have that audience, that's okay. They can work with you. Another thing you have to, they also want to see is your your top geographies. Mm-hmm. You know, who are the people that are watching your content? For me, um, right now, I have more of my, my viewers. They are here in the United States. They are actually 63%, 63.8% of my viewers are here in the United States. I also have people in Uni- United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia that watch. In fact, those are my highest um, yeah, supporters on my channel. So they want to see all that and see these are buying, these are clients that can actually buy your products. Because if you have people watching you um, in India, they don't want to, of course, they don't want to pay, you know, mm. because your top geographies actually matter, you know. So, so many statistics to look at before they consider you, you know, and before you also charge. So that's one thing. But I would say that typically, if it's uh, like a small company, you you can with one you have one thousand subscribers. You can start with I don't know. It's just a rough yeah, yeah. overview. You could charge eight hundred dollars to one thousand dollars, gotcha. you know, for one post just to to showcase their, their products on your video. Yeah, gotcha. and you can charge of course above that. Yeah. Question here, Miriam. Your first ever like brand deal or or influencer type deal. How did that come about? Was that you reaching them, them reaching you? What was the rate on that? Can, can you share that story? Sure. Um, they reached out to me, actually. And that was when I hit only 500 subscribers on YouTube, I think. How, how much, though? That was when I hit 500 subscribers, 500. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, on YouTube. So they reached out to me. Um, and then the... Since it was actually a clothing brand, so they sent me lots of clothes to review on my channel, you know. So, yeah, that was the first one I got, you know. Although it was on page, they sent me the products for free, which wasn't yeah, bad. I'll take, I'll take free clothes, but, yeah, yeah. How, how yeah. did it come about? So, did they just email you? Would they negotiation? How did it kind of come about? Okay, so they typically, I will always advise that you have your, your details, your contact details in your description it's very important in and the, also get a on, in, in box. The video of the description of the video or of the, like the channel description or both actual video gotcha all okay. your videos yeah. on all your videos yes you must have your po box just you know make sure that you set up one and then you also have your email address where you can easily be reached yes so they can shoot you an email oh my goodness i have a company that wants me to review their computers so i need to also just that reminds me i need to check and then respond to them so yeah they reach out to they reached out to me the very first brand deal like uh they reached out to me you know so yeah and for some you have to reach out to them so yeah that's that's how it works gotcha awesome all right cool well Miriam, that's pretty much all I wanted to um, get through today. Someone's watching this, listening this, and they're like, all right, this woman is cool. I want to, you know, um, learn more about her YouTube strategies. Where, where do we go for that? Okay, so you can just shoot me an email um, on everything at gmail.com. So everything is C-H-A-S-I-S, everything, one word. Um, chasses everything at gmail.com and for my masterclass i want you to know that um, i'm going to help you secure your first two brand collaborations yes if you purchase my masterclass i'll help you start your channel and grow your channel from zero yes and get monetized within six months and i'll also help you get your first your first 1000 subscribers on youtube you can actually get that in 20 days i'll give you my strategy <laughs> and i also teach you how to create thumbnails that 
that get clicks and views. And I also teach you how to, you know, um, how to handle the SEO, you know, how to create that, uh, how to utilize in such a way that it's going to help you get, you know, monetized real quickly. And I'll also show you what not to do on YouTube. Yes. How not to get copyright strikes and claim because there's a lot to actually you know a lot that goes into you know having your youtube channel if your goal is to get monetized on youtube and i also share my consistency hack because as we speak i have enough content that will last till january of 2023 you know and i also help you find a profitable niche you know for your youtube channel because there are some niches that pay more than some niches and i also help you get monetized and start earning on youtube and debunk, debunk the myth that your youtube goals are impossible and i also offer one-on-one coaching thank you all good and would you to get that info we'll just email you yes i have um, a link I could easily send that to you. I have a link to my masterclass um, and I'll be reducing the price to $99. It's actually $150, um, but I'll reduce it to $99 for your audience, you know, and then it's going to go back to the normal price um, two weeks after this airs live. So thank you. Awesome. All right. And I'll get those links from you. Um, Miriam, that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? Um, yes, absolutely. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anything you want to finish us off with then? Okay. So, um, okay. Let me just give you a quick tip for people who are planning to get monetized on YouTube. Um, apart from showing up consistently, remember the goal is to get monetized within 12 months. You must have 12, you must have 1000 subscribers and 4,000 public watch hours within 12 months. But I will say this, make sure that you plan towards getting it earlier. For me, um, I got it within six months. Now it's okay for you to plan towards getting it within six months so that if you fail by any chance to get it in six months, you can still, you know, be okay when you get monetized in seven months, which is okay. But if you get monetized in the 13th month, if you don't get monetized within 12 months and then you get monetized, you meet with, you know, you meet the monetization requirements in the 13th month, then YouTube starts to deduct your public watch hours and it becomes frustrating at that point. You know, I need yeah, I needed to say that so that, you know, you don't just think, oh, just 4,000 subscribers and 1,000, I mean, 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers anytime. It's not just anytime. There's a time frame. If you don't meet it with that, within that time frame, then of, of course you are not, you know, going to get monetized on your channel. So, yeah, I wanted to just keep that in. Awesome. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, Miriam, thank you very much for your time. You are most welcome. I appreciate my pleasure. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 